Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. It's Monday. It's one day closer to Thanksgiving. We have a pretty packed show for you today. We're going to go over the Red Sox reportedly being interested in Steven Matz and if he'd be a good fit here. We have some fun potential trade talks in our second segment and ending the show as we always do on a positive note. So let's just get right into it. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as you probably know by now, the Red Sox do need some help in their pitching department. Um, Erod went to the Tigers. He signed with them on a five-year deal. So for certain starters, you have Chris Sale, you have Nate Evaldi, and you have Nick Pavetta. You could use Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock, as we have discussed on previous episodes of Locked on Red Sox. But the Red Sox still have holes to fill regardless. And one report came out Saturday morning. And it was from the Boston Globe's Alex Spear. And he reported that Steven Matz is prominently on the Red Sox radar. So he's hoping, according to Spear, he's hoping to choose a team before Thanksgiving. So before this Thursday. Um, and that's, I don't blame him on that. You want to have the, that job security with the anticipated lockout. You want to enjoy the holidays with your family and not be worried about where you're going to be working for the next year, the next two, three, four years. Um, and I do think that he'd be a nice fit in the Boston rotation. He's a left-handed pitcher, so he takes over that role that Erod left behind. And he can also eat innings. We've discussed this before on, I believe it was Thursday's episode, how the Red Sox and what they'll miss in Erod more so than the, the durability is the ability to eat over 150 innings. Steven Matz pitched 150 and two-thirds innings in 2021, and he also had a career-high 160 and a third innings in 2019. He had 144 strikeouts last year and only 43 walks, and he's also pitched in postseason games, including the 2015 World Series. He went five innings. He gave up seven hits, two earned runs with five strikeouts, and he made it into the fifth inning in each of those three appearances. That was while he was with the New York Mets. And 2021 was really a bounce back season for him. It's really hard to kind of put into perspective what kind of season 2020 was for him and other players too, because it was shortened due to COVID. You probably remember it only was 60 games. So for him to bounce back and have a very productive 2021 and kind of play you know, in his contract year, you're playing into a hopefully what will be a longer term contract for Mats. I really like the fit for the Red Sox. Um, it, he hasn't pitched in the postseason in a while. That was 2015 when he pitched in the World Series, the NLCS, the NLDS. So it has been a little while since he has pitched in bigger games like that. But he has the experience. He's a lefty. He's going to eat up innings for you. I feel like it's a it's a really good fit. I'm hesitant to call it a perfect fit because is anything really a perfect fit, especially in MLB? I don't really think so, but I think it's a very good fit for Boston. Obviously, it needs to come down to term, the money, 
and what both sides, if they can come to an agreement, the Red Sox love being interested in guys. They love putting people on their radar only to just kind of be like, nope, never mind. We're not going to sign this person. I really hope they don't let Matt slip away. I do like him in this rotation. I think he'd be a good three starter, maybe even a four starter. But if he can kind of mirror what he did in 2021 in 2022 or even improve off of that, that's a big improvement to your rotation. And you're, again, replacing someone who was durable for you, who ate up innings. Erod did struggle in 2021. We all know that. I was very hard on him at times, but he does leave a big hole there, just like Rick Porcello left in 2019. Much like Erod, he ate up a ton of innings for Boston. And that kind of goes unnoticed at times, just how long and how many innings these starters can pitch for teams and how difficult that can be to replace it. So if the Red Sox can sign Matt to a, obviously he's going to, he he pitched himself into a, a, a nice contract this offseason. I think the Red Sox should definitely go in on him. All in, probably not. But I think he's somebody that can really, really help this rotation. We've talked several times on this show how pitching has either made or broke some of the Red Sox games this, this offseason. I'm sorry, this regular season, this postseason. And just how much pitching has been a problem for the Red Sox over the last few seasons. Mainly it was the bullpen, but last year it was just a merry-go-round of starters. Martin Perez was demoted. Garrett Richards was was demoted. You're putting, you're just, you're kind of like plug and play here. You're trial and error. And you can't be doing that in 2022 when you're trying to be super competitive. You're coming off a season where you went to the ALCS two wins away from the World Series with the team that had no business being in the ALCS. And you need to be able to come back in 2022 with a roster that's going to be fun, that's going to put fans in seats, that's going to make fans want to tune in. And if the Red Sox just kind of stand pat this season and just kind of sit back and relax and don't really upgrade their pitching, there's going to be a lot of angry fans. People aren't going to want to tune in. They're not going to want to watch people like a Martin Perez or a Garrett Richards pitch. That obviously will not be the Red Sox problem going into 2022 unless they re-sign either of those guys. Don't think they will, but that's another conversation for another day. But when you have a starting rotation of that's some something along the lines of Chris Sale, Nato Valdi, Steven Matz, Nick Pavetta, and then maybe Tanner Houck, or maybe you get a number five starter somewhere else in the offseason. All of a sudden, you have a starting rotation that's dangerous. You have a starting rotation that's a lot deeper, and you have a starting rotation that's been proven over the last few seasons. So he is certainly somebody to keep our eye on, uh, especially this week. You know, it, it's reported that he wants to find a team before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's what 72 hours away now maybe a little more so I think teams will be working really hard to try to sign him this week I think that even teams themselves I think that they want to be able to kind of go into the holidays be able to enjoy Thanksgiving a little more knowing that they did something good to bolster this team Coming up in our second segment of Locked on Red Sox, we're going to have a little fun and play Can the Red Sox Trade for These People? So stick around for that. But first, I do have to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the other good stuff. I think I just got called out. 
but I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best part. There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to the Locked on Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every day. I'm not here without you, so I certainly appreciate you. Let's have some Red Sox trade fun, shall we? So I have two players that I would love, or I think the Red Sox would be smart to trade for. Now, I don't think one of them will get traded to the Red Sox. I think that's just kind of a a far-off distant dream and kind of one of those a girl can dream, right? But one of them might be something the Red Sox should consider. So my first one is Cattell Marte from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's an infielder. He's played second. He's played short, but he can also play the outfield. Now the Diamondbacks, the poor, poor Diamondbacks, just suffered 110 losses. They were 55 games back in the NL West. So they really shouldn't rule anything out this offseason, honestly. But Cattell Marte is an all-star. He's in his prime. And he also has a very team-friendly contract. And he's probably one of the most valuable trade chips in all of baseball, not just with the Diamondbacks. But because of his value, because he's so valuable, That will probably keep the Red Sox away from him. But as Cattell Marte, the player, goes, he's like a perfect fit here for the Red Sox. So he's 28. He's coming off a 2021 season where he batted 318. He had 14 home runs, 50 RBI. And he's only two years removed from hitting 329 with 32 homers, 92 RBI, and 144 games, where he finished fourth in NL MVP voting. On top of all of that, he can play the three positions, second, short, the outfield, primarily center field. That's where he's played. And the Red Sox, listen, we've talked about maybe moving Xander Bogarts over. Cattell Marte could play shortstop or maybe he could play second, moves and keep Xander at short, maybe move Xander to third. Who knows? You could even move Bobby Delbeck to third if you keep Xander at short and have Cattell Marte play second. A lot of options here that he could provide you should the Red Sox trade for him. And of course, his contract, like I said, it's it's team friendly. It's super team friendly. He's under control for three more seasons, roughly around 30 million. So it's really not too bad, especially that you have him under control through his prime. Again, I don't think this is going to be something the Red Sox will do. I think because if the Diamondbacks do want to just kind of blow it up, trade away an all-star, someone who's in their prime, who's got a very sexy contract, I think it's going to start a bidding war. I think the Red Sox will want to stay away from that. But hey, like I said, a girl can dream, right? I think that would be a lot of fun. I think he'd be a good fit. And he would get him out of the poor Arizona Diamondbacks organization. They were so bad last year. But maybe he'll go to another contender. Maybe he'll go to the Red Sox. Anything can happen. We've seen crazy things happen. But I don't think it will. It's just something fun to think about. And the second person I have on my Red Sox trade fun list or fun trade list is Garrett Cooper. He's a first baseman outfielder for the Miami Marlins. He's not a very recognizable name, but that's probably because he spent the last four seasons in Miami. The Marlins just are not a very good team, but just because the Marlins are a bad team does not mean Garrett Cooper is a bad ball player. In fact, he's quite the opposite. 
He has experience in the corner outfield and at first base, and he potentially could be a DH in the long run. So again, like Marte, he's going to provide the Red Sox with some versatility there, a couple of options here and there as well. I think that as we get deeper and deeper into MLB seasons like 2022, 2032, 2042, we're going to be seeing a lot of players who can play a ton of positions. We're going to see a lot of Brock Holtz where you can play several different positions and be more valuable to a team than just say somebody who can only play third base, who can only play the outfield. So I think that's kind of direction where MLB is going. And Garrett Cooper and Catal Marte certainly are good examples of this, where they can take their talent and they can provide it to other parts of the diamond here. Now, his numbers certainly don't pop out at you at all. He did have nine home runs and 33 RBI in 250 plate appearances in 2021 for Miami. So while they're not super attractive and you're not like, wow, this guy's going to be in the running for a batting title, he's going to provide a, a lot of versatility for the Red Sox. And he's also under club control for another two years. He fits Boston's need for a first baseman just for a little bit longer until Tristan Cassius is ready. And again, he could be a DH in 2023 should J.D. Martinez decide to not re-sign with the Red Sox after the 2022 season. His contract does come to an end. There's no more opt-outs, opt-ins. His contract does expire, so he would have to re-sign with the Red Sox. Obviously, we have no idea if that's going to happen. He could have a phenomenal year and get paid big money elsewhere. He could want to stay in Boston. Uh, a lot could happen surrounding J.D. Martinez, but those questions will not be answered until 2022. So those are just two names. Again, I don't foresee the Red Sox trading for either one of them. If they were, though, I do think Garrett Cooper is the more realistic option. But just having some fun here. There's the it's always fun to kind of see how somebody would fit within the Red Sox organization. So if you think of anybody else, please let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear what kind of player or who is maybe on your radar in this offseason or maybe into the season for the trade deadline for the Red Sox. Let me know. Coming up in our third and final segment of this Locked on Red Sox podcast, I will end the show, as always, on a positive note. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar. You know me by now. I absolutely love Built Bar. My all-time favorite protein bar. It's perfect for just a snack when I get home from work, a snack before I go to the gym. And the best part, Thanksgiving's coming up, my favorite holiday. I love Thanksgiving. You have all the good food, the good treats, and there's so many of them. But maybe you want something yummy that isn't so packed with calories and sugar. So it's the perfect time for Built Bars. They're low calorie, they're low carb, they're low fat, they're high in protein, and some of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. Share some at your family gatherings. Maybe it'll make things a little less awkward. And we also have new surprises all month. There's limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so go check out the site often. There's also nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendars because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Let's end this show on a positive note. And I want to talk a little bit about Marcus Stroman. So he is riling up fan bases in a good way, left and right. He tweeted on Sunday morning or Saturday night that the Cubs, Astros, Red Sox, Padres, and Giants fans are all super active and that he loves feeling the love. 
And it's been a lot of fun because he's definitely one of those pitchers who is very active on Twitter. He interacts with the fans. He speaks his mind. He's not afraid to call people out. He's also a big advocate for mental health. So he's, you know, he's always on Twitter. He's trying to use his platform in a positive manner. But I like this idea of him kind of interacting with other fans on fan bases, uh, the Cardinals fans as well. He said we're flooding his mentions and the Cardinals need some pitching. The Red Sox need pitching. The Astros, they they signed Justin Verlander. They re-signed him. So they could certainly, I mean, they still certainly could use a, a Marcus Stroman. So it's just been kind of fun to see him kind of call out the fan bases who he notices are giving him a lot of love, kind of telling him, hey, come to our team. We want you here. And I do think that that certainly would play a role in where he ultimately decides to go. I'm sure he'll have several offers. And maybe he won't take the most money. Maybe he won't take the longest years. Maybe he'll look on Twitter and be like, hey, this fan base is the one who really wants me. I would enjoy playing there. I'm going to go here. I also think he's going to be the one to announce where he's going. I think more players should do that. I think players should just hop on their Twitter and be like, here's where I'm signing. I know J.J. Watt in the NFL did that when he left the Houston Texans and signed with the Arizona Cardinals. And I just think that's fun. It kind of gives the players that connection to the fans right away. It's also a bit unexpected. A lot of people in baseball, you know, they go to Ken Rosenthal, they go to Jeff Passan, Mark Feinson. But I do think Marcus Stroman eventually will be the one to break where he's going. I wouldn't mind him on the Red Sox. I haven't done too much of a deep dive of just how good a fit he would be. But it's fun to see athletes just kind of take to Twitter and be human. I think oftentimes that fans forget they are human beings as well. And one more quick thing, there's only 130 days till opening day, so we're getting closer and closer. One more month until just 100 days, though, we are getting closer to the 2022 season. But that will do it for today's episode of the Locked on Red Sox podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at, oop, there it is, I can't point to it, at Lauren three laws, Lauren with four R's. Find me on the Locked On Red Sox Twitter account as well, LO underscore Red Sox. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Red Sox. When you do subscribe, you never miss an episode no matter what time it drops. And be sure to check out all the other Locked On shows across our network. Locked On Yankees, Locked On A's, Locked On Blue Jays, Locked On Rockies. Everyone is doing an incredible job. Go check them out. And now that you have made Locked On Red Sox your first listen of today, head on over to Locked On Bets to make it your second listen of the day. Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Have a great day. We'll see you Tuesday.